Hello, you're listening to a Market Lane Coffee Podcast. This episode is a part of our Coffee Rollout series where we introduce new coffees to our team. Today I'm here with Jenny. She is the Market Lane General Manager and was the coffee buyer for Rwanda in 2013 to 2017. And during those years, she visited Rwanda each consecutive year. And the coffee we're talking about today is Remera Twitter Hi Jenny, welcome. Hello, thanks for having me. So we tasted the coffee already this morning. Any tasting notes? Yeah, I think it's a beautiful example of a coffee from Rwanda. It has a, a lot of roasted nut notes. So walnut is on the bag, the tasting notes on the bag. Um, I'd say just kind of roasted nuts in general. Also beautiful brown sugar and baking spices. Lots of dried fruit like raisins and dates and some soft fresh fruit like um, a bit of red apple, maybe plum. I thought this coffee was quite clean, well balanced, low in acidity for a little bit fruity coffee. I also got the, the dried fruits like dates and apricots. Yeah, I agree. I think also it's quite rich, so it's got a beautiful kind of cocoa-ness, uh, particularly in the finish. I think it's quite a strong coffee that a lot of people would really like. We talked earlier about how, you know, if people love Brazilian coffees, they probably love this coffee. It's more complex than that. The fruit quality is more complex, but it kind of has that rich kind of satisfying coffee flavor. And we were also talking about how coffee is produced in Rwanda. is a little bit different from most of the other regions. Yeah, coffee in Rwanda, for the most part, is produced by lots and lots of people. So it's a very small country. I think if you compare it to Tasmania, three or four sizes of Rwanda would fit inside Tasmania. And every single inch is filled up with plants and fruits and vegetables that are growing um, mostly for people that are subsistent farmers. Coffee tends to be something that people produce on the side so they're producing some as a cash crop alongside everything else they they need to feed their family this means that usually coffee is being produced by lots and lots of people to make up lots that are large enough to export. There are definitely cases where an individual farmer might have acquired more land and are producing more, but definitely these large groups, producing groups, is what we see predominantly in Rwanda. And Rwandan coffee tends to be uh, quite special to Market Lane. Can you tell us a little bit more about our relationship with these coffees? Yeah, um, we started serving coffee from Rwanda when we first opened our doors in um, 2000. 10. This particular coffee from Ramira um, is produced by a family-owned business called Buff Cafe. And we started serving Buff Cafe just the following year. So every year since 2011, we've been serving coffee from Buff Cafe. Buff Cafe owns a number of different washing stations and Ramira is one of those washing stations. Coffee is produced in the, the local region by lots of different individuals and then either picked up or delivered by foot to the washing station where it's processed. This coffee is really special because it's produced by a very small producing group. So it's just 32 individual farmers that make up this coffee. The name of their group is called Twitisimbere, and that's why we've used that name on the label this year. Normally the label would just say Romera, and even in previous years we just named the coffee Buff Cafe. Um, we've tried to be a little bit more transparent and specific about the coffee as we've gone to highlight the production and to be as transparent as we possibly can. And yes, like you said, Rwandan coffee has been really important to Market Lane for a long time. Rwandan coffee wasn't something that a lot of people in Australia were offering. I think a lot of people were afraid of putting Rwandan coffee in their espresso blends because they were afraid of the potato defect. This really was an unfortunate kind of approach because it really, it meant that people kind of discounted 
um, the country and the country's coffee production almost entirely. So we decided early on to bring the coffees in to educate consumers about the role, the really important role that coffee's played in the regeneration of the country. And also over the years, we've built the most incredible relationships with the producing groups in Rwanda. For new listeners, maybe you could explain just really briefly what the potato defect means and also what do we do if we grind a bag that smells like potato? Sure, so the potato defect is a defect that we find in this region, this part of Africa, so not just in Rwanda but also places like Burundi and the Congo and Tanzania. And basically what they think is when an insect eats some of the fresh ripe cherry, a spore can get in there and infect the bean. What happens is um, the bean gets tainted and what's really different about this defect is that it's completely undetectable until the coffee has been roasted and ground. What happens is the coffee's roasted, it's ground, and what happens is it smells distinctly of kind of wet potato skins. When you smell this, if you do ever smell this when you grind the coffee, you can throw out the entire bag. So it's a single bean that can affect the entire bag of coffee. If you're making espresso, you might need to empty the knock box just because the smell can kind of linger around for a while. In, in terms of what it does to the coffee itself, it kind of depletes any kind of sweetness and kind of floral aromatics from the coffee. So you know pretty quickly that it's there. That said, we really don't see a lot of potato defect these days. The people we work really closely with in Rwanda have done an incredible job of sorting as much as they possibly can to try to remove as much potato defect. Um, as possible. Um, there's a lot of research going on in trying to understand it better because it really has been something that scientists haven't known too much about. So I know there's a lot of research going on at the moment. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about Buff Cafe and the people behind it? Sure. So Buff Cafe was founded in 2000 by Epiphany Mukashayaka. She started the business as a way to support her family after the genocide. She was widowed and her late husband had been a coffee farmer, so she had been exposed to that and had learned a little bit, but she decided after the genocide that she was going to invest time and education and learning about it and bought her first washing station and started to produce coffee and buy coffee from local producers in the region from 2000. Epiphany has built up a really amazing business. She owns multiple washing stations now and she runs the business with the rest of her family and her kids. So we work really closely with her son, Sam, and um, also Alois, and they've been dear friends of ours and have um, taught us a lot over the years. They work really closely in the communities where they buy coffee and they grow some coffee of their own. So Buff Cafe owns Romero, the washing station, and Twitters and Berry is the name of the farmer's group. Do we know what Twitters and Berry means? Yeah, so Twitters and Berry is a local word in the local language, Kenya Rwanda, and it roughly translates to we work together for development. Like I said before, having a really small farmer's group like this of 32 farmers is pretty rare and really special. The farmers would be motivated to separate their coffee because they're probably quite proud of the quality and they want it to be tasted and scored separately. This allows us to pay higher prices for the higher quality coffee. It's really amazing for these people to come together to organize in this way and for us to get to know them and know their coffees directly. This level of traceability and transparency is quite rare in Rwanda and really very special. And this coffee is a washed red bourbon. Is that typical for a Rwandan coffee? 
Yes, almost all the coffee produced in Rwanda is uh, Red Bourbon variety and is washed. When USAID came into Rwanda after the genocide to help identify what crops would help regenerate the economy, coffee was identified and they found that Red Bourbon worked and grew really, really well. And really the coffee production shifted from a commodity-focused market to a specialty market. So yes, we almost entirely say red bourbon, which grows really well. That said, there are lots of other experimenting with other varieties. Also, washed is uh, predominantly the way the coffee is produced. Again, you still see other ways of processing, particularly with Buff Cafe. They're really creative and really experimental, so they're constantly trying um, new varieties and new processing methods. We're really lucky when we go to get to try those experiments. Remera Twittisenberry comes from Nyamagambe region of Rwanda. The varietal is red bourbon and the process is washed. The tasting notes on the bag are walnut and brown sugar with a creamy mouthfeel. And this coffee retails for $20 for 250 gram and $6.80 per cup. It will be on for about eight weeks and it will also be our next iced filter. Thank you so much everyone for taking the time to learn a little bit more about this coffee and this really special coffee producing country. We're so pleased to be able to offer coffee from Buff Coffee and the Romero washing station for the last consecutive 11 years. We hope you enjoy the coffee. Please reach out if you want to learn more. We'll share a few links in the episode notes if you want to engage and learn a little bit more about how specialty coffee has played a really important role in Rwanda's economic regeneration. Reach out to me directly if you'd like to talk. Thanks so much. Thank you, everyone. See you next time.